Good morning, everyone. Hope uh, you're all doing well. My message for today is called, What Do You Want? What is it that you want? As a Christian, as a human being, what do you want? Now, for the past few days, I've been working through the book of John, especially the part that talks about how Jesus recruited uh, the disciples. There's one part in particular that caught my attention, and it's in John chapter 1. I'm going to read it to you now. I'm reading from verse 35 to verse 38. So it says in verse 35, Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked along and said, Look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and, and saw them following him, and he asked them, and this is what I want to get at. He asked them, what do you want? Now, firstly, let's just take a moment to admire John's bravery here. I mean, he knew who these people were that, that came looking for him, that came asking a bunch of questions. You know, why are you doing this? Who do you think you are? Why are you baptizing people? Do you consider yourself to be the Messiah? What is your deal? And John knew what kind of trouble he was in. He knew what kind of people was watching him. And yet, he calls out, unashamed, look, the Lamb of God. How amazing is that? Well, let's just take a moment to, to admire John's bravery here. I mean, John, uh, I, I think it's fair to say John was like the Chuck Norris of the Bible. Um, now, some of you might think that uh, this is not necessarily bravery. Some of you might see this as stupidity or lack of common sense. Some of you might even uh, look at John as a person who was looking for trouble. But whatever you want to call it, no one can debate the fact that John was unashamed about his love for Christ. And that's just a wonderful thing to celebrate, I think. Anyway, so a few days prior to this occurrence, just to get you up to speed to what was happening, the Jews sent Levites and priests to go investigate who uh, this John fellow was and why he was baptizing people. Now, usually when John referred to the Jews, he was talking about the high-level political and religious leaders. In this case, the ultra-legalistic Pharisees. My guess is these leaders got sent out to investigate, not because they thought John was doing something illegal, but because they had no control over what he was doing. See, John was a wild man. I mean, just listen to this, uh, just listen to this description the book of Matthew gives us. So I'm going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. And this is just a brief description a uh, physical description of this John guy. So it says, In those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the, de of the Dead Sea, and saying, Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord, make his highways straight. And goes on to say in, in verse four, and I love this part. Now, this same John had clothing made of camel's hair and a wide leather band around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. This guy is just ridiculous. I mean, this is this guy is so cool. I just I just like his character. Anyway, so Jesus asked this question. What do you want? 
Do you ever feel like you've been sent to the principal's office when you go for a checkup with your doctor or dentist? Because, I mean, we often hear hard words, true words nonetheless, but hard words about our weight, our lack of exercise, unhealthy diet, or the state of our gums, uh, you, you name it. This is not information that is meant to hurt us, but to help us change our behaviors and live longer and healthier lives. Now, John the Baptist, in that sense, was a physician of the soul who looked at the human heart, found a diagnosis, and he gave a prescription for recovery. Now, back to the original text. I found it strange that Jesus, someone who has all the answers to everything ever, would ask a question like this. What do you want? Why would he ask this question if he already knows what they want? Except for if he's not asking so that he can know the answer, but that they can know. For the past few days, I've been feeling a bit empty. Maybe a better word is is useless. I mean, so much has changed and it all happened so fast. It seems like the whole world has changed instantaneously almost. The one moment you're out doing your thing and the next moment you're confined to your house for a month or longer maybe. For those of us lucky enough to have a home. I'm sure you have noticed, just like me, that this has affected more than we thought it would. For example, and this is just a sort of a lighthearted thing. I know it's not a big deal, but I just felt like sharing this. So my sleeping patterns have shifted from going to bed at 11 at night and waking up at more or less half past six in the morning to now going to bed at four in the morning and waking up at 11 almost in the afternoon the next day. And uh, for the first few days, this was fine. And I, I kept myself busy with things that I would normally not have the time to do. Some of you might have noticed that I started drawing again. I've been uploading some of my drawings. And uh, I, I actually checked the last drawing I finished, uh, call it pre-lockdown. Because usually when I finish a drawing, I write the, uh, the date that I finished it in the upper left corner. And before this last one, the picture just before this last one I finished, I checked the date and it was the 22nd of December, 2017. Now, to give you some context, drawing has always been a big part of my life. And uh, I, I mean, I used to draw two, three times a week. And so it's been quite a, a distance of time that has passed since the last one I drew, almost three years. So yeah, it's been a while. But regardless of rediscovering my love for drawings, watching So You Think You Can Dance, and going to bed at four in the morning, I couldn't shake this feeling of futility. Until one morning, I found myself sitting on the stoop drinking my third cup of coffee for the morning when Jesus asked me this question. He confronted me with this question. What do you want? What is it that you want? Following can mean one of three things. It says, it can either mean walking with Jesus physically, I mean literally, uh, merely being in his presence regardless of personal belief or commitment, or accepting and identifying with the salvation he offered, or the third one, uh, being identified with him by being subject to the scorn and rejection of unbelievers because of personal belief and commitment to him. And that third one is obviously what we as Christians should be aiming for. Not necessarily being rejected by everyone, but with the focus on being all in, uh, being uh, making Jesus the center of our everything. Now, as we face this epidemic, as we face this lockdown, let's not be scared to ask ourselves this question. What do you want? Why are you a Christian? And how does being one change you? 
Are you following Jesus just to have something to follow? Are you following him for what he can offer you? Why are you a Christian? Let's not run away when Jesus asks us that question. What is it that you want? Have a lovely day, church. Cheers.